Ooh, we got some exciting news this week. A big announcement with Bassmaster Classic qualifier, Bassmaster Open winner, Canadian Cooper Gallant. This week on... I'm Bob Cobb for the Bassmaster. Welcome to Mercer. Here we go again. Welcome friends, family, freeloaders, fishing freaks. You're all welcome here at the Awkwardly Honest Fishing Podcast that goes by my last name, which is Mercer. Put a little hump back in your hump day. And man, what a week this is. Uh, I got to go back to work on the Bassmaster Elite Series this week. That's right. Head back to work and... Um, Looking forward to that. I mean, it's a long commute, this one. It'll take me a grand total of, I think, two hours and 45 minutes to get to Clayton, New York for the seventh stop of the Bassmaster Elite Series. It is the closest event we have to Canada. So Canadians, let's storm the border. You're allowed to come now. Finally, an Elite Series event where you guys are allowed to attend again. So get on across the border. Let's jam it. It's in Clayton, New York. Uh, it's closer than it's ever been. And um, if one of these Canadians wins, we need to. Well, we've talked about it forever. I mean, Gussie won in front of um, a bunch of people in Tennessee. Very, very few Canadians. Chris was the first to win. He won in Clayton, New York. And literally, we did not even have a weigh-in crowd. The, the, the stage was turned towards the water. There was nowhere for a weigh-in crowd to stand because that was at the height of COVID restrictions and uh, the whole area was shut down. So this is a chance for Canada to show out and support those three anglers that have been kicking butt for a long time at a great event. And uh, they're not the only ones that are going to be there. Um, first of all, somebody is not going to be there that I'm kind of upset about. I'm going to miss my buddy Davey Heidi. He's not going to be there this week. He is going to be working in the studio, Bassmaster Studios in Little Rock, Arkansas. So I need somebody to co-host Bass Live with me, and I'm going to get this week's guest to be my co-host for Bass Live, and that is Cooper Gallant. I mean, who better? I mean, he almost beat Corey there last year at the Bassmaster Open, so um, having an incredible season. Uh, he is um, sitting in second place in points right now, only guy ahead of him is John Sukup uh, from Bass Tank fame. Uh, he's uh, an incredible angler that uh, I really look forward to having on the Elite Series as well. Uh, but Coop's sitting in second overall there. Finished third this past week at Oneida um, for hours there. It looked like he was going to win his second one of the year. And um, we're going to put him in an uncomfortable position. We're going to make him my co-host. And uh, I think he's going to do pretty good. Um what I really love about Coop is he's just a very calm, cool, and collected dude. I mean, and that is one of the biggest things you have to have in pro fishing. And thus, why I'm a commentator and not a pro angler. I'm a hyper idiot that runs around and humps the light post like a, a chihuahua. Coop's very calm on the water. Uh, being hyper and, and humping light posts is good if you're an MC. Being hyper and humping light post not good if you're an angler. So Coop's a very calm, cool collector. You think of all the greats. I mean, he definitely has 
that characteristic in him, and so do they. So uh, we're going to see if Coop can co-host Fast Live and do some color commentary this week with me. And uh, I can't wait to have that happen. But without further ado, let's bring in our guest for this week. An extravaganza going down this week from, let me, let me be professional and promote it, from July 14th to 17th in Clayton, New York. The Bassmaster Elite Series. Top seven of the Bassmaster Elite Series. The guaranteed rate Bassmaster Elite at the St. Lawrence River. And the big question is, will a hundred pounds of smallmouth bass finally be broken? It has been close in the past. Will it happen this time? I don't know. But it's definitely one of the questions I'll ask this week's guest. Bassmaster Open Champion and Bassmaster Classic Qualifier. Cooper Gallant. Coop, I always call this the Awkwardly Honest Fishing Podcast, so I'll just start off by being awkward and honest. I'm really sorry I didn't go to your victory party. I mean, your dad called me and and uh, Hunter called me. A bunch of different people called me and said, uh, this party's in. I wanted to be there. I didn't even know what happened that day, but I mean, that's just my life. I get invited to all the coolest places and I'm freaking always somewhere else and I can't be there. So I do apologize for not showing up at your victory party but i think it says a lot for our friendship that i interviewed you before you ever won crap really and now you're a big deal <laughs> no worries at all dave i know you're a crazy busy guy what has uh what was how was that party by the way oh it was good it, uh it was rocking and rolling it was a good time yeah yeah lots of friends and family swung by and it was uh yeah, it was awesome. It was a surprise and wasn't expecting to see some faces there. So it was uh it was a good night and yeah, my parents set it up. So big thanks to them for for the surprise and getting everyone over to my place for the night. At any time during the night were you like drinking a beer and thought douche Mercer should have showed up here? Yeah. <laughs> no, I never thought of that. You never even thought of me. Probably though he invited you, but uh, I figured you were busy. I know you're crazy busy throughout the year, so no worries there. I'll see you. I'll see you again in the next next couple months. Yeah. Well, I do. I do. And tell your dad. I mean, I'm telling him right now. I'm looking right in the camera. And I'm saying sorry. I <laughs> I I would have loved to be there, but uh, obviously, if you had a victory party, you had to have a big victory. And um, what what? How has your how has your life changed since that moment? It's been. It's been quite the the last the last couple of months since since I went on Cherokee. It's been pretty crazy. I mean, just the amount of support and amount of people who have messaged me throughout the, the last couple of months has been incredible. And what has changed makes me want to win another one even more. I think that's the biggest thing. It's uh it's insane. Like you win one and it's like you just want to win another one, probably five five, 10 times more. It's, it's crazy, but yeah, it's been a, it's been a crazy year and I'm super thankful. And I, I still can't believe it happened. Like, it's so weird. Like throughout the season, I, you know, I have buddies come up to me or friends that come up to me and they're like, congrats on the classic. And it's like, Oh yeah. Like it's so weird, Dave. It's like, I, about it. I don't know if it's cause I'm so focused on the next event or what, but it's, it's almost like it hasn't even hit me yet. So it's a pretty yeah. real feeling, and I know it'll hit me the second I get down in Oxville. Yeah, that that's honestly, I've thought about that. That's going to be weird for me, too, because, I mean, dude, I, I don't know if you remember, but I remember leaving the one of the times that I got you passes to be in the splash well, and I remember 
leaving the stage and talking to you. And it was just like a quick. And I was like, dude, one day you're yeah, going to be on that stage yeah. and to actually see it happen. It's going to be a little strange. Um, but but I, I think that what's happening with you is just what a lot of people predicted, really. I mean, you're putting in the work and it's paying off. I mean, it wasn't just that event. Obviously, recently had a would you finish third at Oneida? Yep third at Oneida and you're sitting in second place in overall points. So how are you going to avoid what you've got four events left? I believe four more still. uh, It's crazy. Like at the beginning of this year, like my goal was to win one and to be top three in points halfway through the season. And it's like, it's all coming (laughs) together. It's crazy. Like that was my goal going into this year. And obviously the end goal is to make the elite series and, making it to the classics, a dream come true, but the ultimate goal is, is the elites and the season's just been going perfectly. And I'm sitting exactly where I want to be sitting, rolling into the second half of the season. Um, but with that being said, like we still have lots to go. I got lots of work to do. It's far from over. Still got four events down in the South and uh, yeah, I'm ready to, I'm ready to get after it. Got a good month and a half here of a break just to get organized and and get dialed with everything as far as the boat and everything like that. So, but I'm excited. I'm ready, ready to get things rolling and just going to do my best. And Dave, honestly, if I don't make it this year, I'll do the opens again next year. I love doing the opens. I love the chase and everything happens for reasons. If I don't make it, I'll get after it again next year, but I really want to make it. <laughs> I, I really want you to make it too, but, but what I will warn you is avoid the, cause this, what happens? I mean, friends and family, people love you and they want it to go well for you, but you'll start to hear when you're sitting in a good spot. Oh, you're there. Oh, yeah, you're there. Oh, you're there. No, no. I, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, Oh, you're going to make it. I'm like, relax boys. We <laughs> still got so much to go. And there's some tough events coming up. I know the red river is super tough. It usually takes about, 12, 13 pounds, pounds a day there to win. So like those tough fisheries are going to be an absolute grind. Um, so yeah, with that being said, so much to go, but again, I'm happy where I'm sitting right now. I just got to put my head down, focus and not mess up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and the, what have you changed this year? Like, is there anything because I mean, you've steadily climbed, like anybody who's watched your fishing, you've steadily climbed year after year and very noticeably, but I'd say this year, it seems like you took an even bigger step. Do you feel that same way? Yeah, I feel like I've, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't really know. I just, I just love it. And I just go fishing and I love the whole competitive side of things and put the work in. And I don't know. I just, it's just been a good year. I mean, I don't know what's changed or I don't think anything's changed. I know the passion for the sport of tournament fishing grows every year, but other than that, not a whole lot's changed. I just love it and just trying to do my best in it all, you know? So what has life been like for you? I mean, everybody sees you on stage and the glamour stuff, but I, I know it's not always glamour. You literally camping while you're chasing this, this oh, yeah. giant dream. Yeah, it's been, I've slept in my truck or in the tent way more than I have my own bed this year, way more. Like it's not even a question. Uh, so a lot of hours in the truck and the tent. Um, but yeah, like it's, 
it is tough. It is a grind. Like you're fishing from the second the sun starts coming up to the second it starts going down. You get that home, you plug the boat in, eat a quick Big Mac at McDonald's and hop back in the tent or truck and sleep and do it all over again the next day. It's, it's definitely a grind, but I love it. I enjoy it. And, uh, when things, it, it's when you, when you put that many hours in and things are working out, it's, it's a really cool feeling and it's, uh, just makes it all worth it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, it definitely does. And it, do you think that sleeping in your truck and camping the way you are, I mean, uh, Caleb Kufal said it here. He said, I, I think it helps me because he's like, uh, I don't you have a cushy hotel room to go and chill out in. So it's going to be uncomfortable for me, whether I'm on or off the water. So it keeps me driving to stay in the water. Yeah, no, 100%. I agree with him on that too. And just, just being like, I've had some buddies they are like, Oh, come stay with us. We got a big place down, but I don't know. I just like doing my own thing. I don't like listening to the doc talk and just like doing my own thing, Dave. I, uh, that's how I, that's how I like doing it and it's been working. So I'm going to keep rolling with it for the rest of the season. That seems to be the biggest thing that people have trouble avoiding. Like, the, you know, the doc talk, like to, to just do their own thing. So where did you get that? Is that through mistakes that you've learned to do your own thing? Or is that just, you know, that's how you fish best. I just know that's how I fish, fish best. I mean, I, it has screwed me up several years ago. And from that point on, I kind of just, started to realize when you do your own thing and usually it works out better. And if it doesn't work out, you're learning and you just apply it to, to the next event or whatever. And I don't know. I just think doing your own things, the best way to do it. And if, if you do good, it's a lot more rewarding that way when, when you do it all on your own. Do you hear a lot more Canadians talking to you about what you're achieving down there now? Like, I mean, another generation, like, I mean, did, there was the Johnstons and Gussie and people that have done what they've done. And you obviously were a next wave. Well, you know, I would assume, is there a lot of young guys that are like, man, I'm going to be the next Cooper Gallant. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. But do you run into like, is there a lot of like, there's a lot of Canadians that you've talked to about that. Correct. Yeah. Or no. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Like it's, it's I've really started to notice it over, over the last year or two. Absolutely. All right. Well, you're going to do something even more uncomfortable this week. Um, as I've explained in the opening, um, Davey Height's not going to be at this event. He's going to be in uh, Arkansas at, in the studios. So I need somebody to co-host with me on Bass Live. And I thought who better to put in an uncomfortable position than you. So you're going to be doing color commentary with me on Fast Live on Friday. Um, is that something you're looking forward to or something you're like, I don't know why I said yes to Mercer? A little bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, look, I'm looking forward. It'll be fun. I mean, I was planning on coming up for a day anyway to watch, uh, watch the boys weigh in and just see it all shake out. I'm hoping Chris Recorder Gossie pulls it off, but, uh, yeah, no, it'll be fun, Dave. I'm looking forward to it. It's, uh, it'll be good. I'm looking forward to it myself. Well, what do you, how do you think that tournament's going to be? Like, how is it setting up in your opinion? Um, to be honest, I'm not 100%. I haven't been seeing what the weather's doing and all that. And I haven't really talked to anyone, but 
I mean, it's St. Lawrence River. It's Lake Ontario. There's going to be some giant fish caught regardless. Um, yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a whack fest. I'm sure. Do you think we'll see? I mean, people keep throwing that hundred pound mark around. Do you think, I think- it, Chris was three pounds from it? I yeah. think when he won, um, in Clayton, the last time we were in Clayton, do you think we will see the first ever century belt for a smallmouth derby this week? I think you will. It'll be, it'll be within two, three pounds again, I believe. Like it'll be right there. I won't be surprised if it is broken 100%. Yeah. And I, but I think that things people have to remember is there's so many things have to go right for that to happen. Um, and I think you will be close. I mean, I don't know that it, I wouldn't guarantee that would happen. I think it'll, I'd be shocked if it wasn't somewhere close, Yeah. but everything has to go right. I mean, you have one bad weather day that affects things. We have a giant poker run happening on the Saturday of the event, which means they'll be burning gas for the days leading up to it. So uh, that could affect things. Do you think anyone will fish the river or is this going to push everybody to the lake? Oh, I think you'll always still have guys fish the river. Um, for sure there'll be some guys fishing the river, but I think it's all going to go down to the lake. If the lake's open and it's, and it lines up right and the weather's good and there's not eight footers out there, even if there is eight footers, someone's going to go out there and catch them. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's all going to happen in the lake. I can almost guarantee that. I'm sure you would agree with that, Dave, but I mean, the river's good too. You can, you've seen it. Like there's some big fish in the river. Oh there, yeah. There's and- Yeah especially when you don't have pressure on them, you know, but if you think the majority of the field's going to go to the lake, I mean, maybe moving the other, there will be somebody who goes the total opposite direction, goes back to where we normally run the tournament in Waddington, New York, or in that area and, and top tens this event. I would not be shocked by that at all. For sure. Like it's got like, it'll be one in the lake, I'm sure, but it could also be one doing both. Like if you have a guy who goes out to the lake and has some stuff in the river too, that could also be a big play. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's setting up for a good event. I mean, the weather looks good from what I've seen. But again, I mean, it, it's it's a week. You know, a lot can happen in a week. Um, you came close to winning there last year, and uh, Corey destroyed that on you. Yeah, going to going to bed on uh, on the Friday before Championship Saturday. I was leading going into the final day, and. Uh, I knew Corey was going to catch him. Like I knew he was going to catch 25. So all that was going through my head was I need 25 plus. I came up short. I think I came in with like 22 and a half. I can't remember. Ended up in fourth place. But uh, yeah, Corey, I'd like to see him win out on the St. Lawrence. I think it's his turn. And Gussie's got a blue one. Chris has a blue one. And I know Corey's, he's hungrier than ever. And we all know he can do it. He's been super close and who knows, he might pull it off this week. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. I mean, and see how both, the, this is also the first time those guys can fish in Canada. Yeah. Um, it's also the, not only is it the first time that they can fish in Canada, it's the first time Canadians can come see weigh in. So everybody makes sure to jam. I mean, it's the closest we've ever been because normally Waddington's another 45 minutes up the road, basically. So um, Clayton, New York, like from where I live, it's less than three hours. Um, so I would imagine, do you think we'll have a lot of Canadians in the, in the crowd? Yeah, for sure. I know of a few going. Absolutely. There'll yeah. be there. It'll be jammed. Oh, How yeah. much in your head do you think, are you thinking like, 
this will be the last time they go there that I'm not part of the Elite Series. Uh, How bad do you want that? I would love it. But like I said, Dave, it's just going to just gonna do my best. And wherever the cards fall, is either way, I'm happy. And, you know, like if I don't make it, yeah, I'll, I'll be a little a little upset for about a week and then I'll get over it and just start focusing on the next year. But I'm going to do all I can this year to try and be up on that stage with you next year. It's uh, it's been a dream of mine for a very long time. And like I said, it's been a good year. I'm sitting in a great spot, but still got a ton of work to do. Yeah. A lot of work to do. And, but, but I think that you've already done the biggest part of the work and that's also knowing that it ain't done. I mean, there's a lot of people at your age and your position that would, I mean, I'll be honest, if I was your age and I had accomplished what you've accomplished, I would be uncontrollably arrogant. I would have the trophy mounted (laughs) to the front of my truck rolling through town. Um, How do you stay so level-headed? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I think maybe just because I'm so, I don't know. I just... I don't know. I think the second you start getting too excited, like even after Cherokee, like the biggest thing for me going into the James river, like I just need to chill. I think it's bad to be on a high going into another event. You have to just relax and like, it's good momentum, momentum's everything. But for me, like the second I get too excited, I, I don't start fish. I stop fishing well. And I start getting too. I start fishing too fast and, the best thing for me, like after I'm on a high like that is just to relax and just kind of forget about it almost, which is weird to say, but. When's the last time you fished like that on a high where you think it detrimented you? Um, maybe last year. At the open on, on the river? Yeah. Yeah, I was pretty dang excited going in the next day and I was I was pretty hyper and I was running around and I should have just hunkered down on some areas and just grinded out five bites and I was just I think I was a little too amped up you know yeah yeah a little bit last year but I don't know yeah like I said I think the biggest thing for me is just to stay relaxed and not get too excited you know until it's all done in the tournament fishing experience, where does, where do things rate? Like if you had to put it, like, is it all about the fishing to you and every, you know, the stage show and everything like that, that's just a cherry on top because there is some people who are like, I love the fishing, but I also love the show. And I love the, this, like, I feel like you're more a guy who just wants to go fishing. Am, am I reading that correctly? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a mixture between everything. Like I love fishing. I love tournament fishing. I love the people within the fishing industry. Um, I love the, the, the whole process of like having a plan and working toward an end goal and, and stuff like that. And then I love the whole videos and everything about that the social media. It's a mixture between everything really. Yeah. You like it all. Yeah. I mean, I think the key is to the one thing that has been decided like by history is just being calm and mellow is the key to success in fishing. Like literally, if you look at all the hall of famers, there's literally one dude who isn't that calm. And I think inwardly he is calm and it's Iconelli. I mean, Iconelli 
can get spazzy. <laughs> Self-admittedly, he can get spazzy. Um, but he's the exception to the rule. Like you think of everybody, I don't care who it is, like that has really been good at it. You need to somehow just disconnect and just go fishing. And um, I think that's a trait that you have and have always had, you know, is that the way it's always been? Or have you had to learn to be that way? Um, I wouldn't say it's always been like that. I was, when I was younger, it was a little bit different, but as I get older, I think I'm getting more calm and it's, it's definitely helping me. I think. Why? Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm, I'm making it sound like, like there's definitely points. Like I'm not always calm. Like, like last week on Oneida on, you know, the night before I'm rolling out till championship Saturday, I was not calm like, at all. I was freaking out a little bit. The whole thing go, or no, say day two. Yeah. My biggest worry was coming in with 13 pounds and dropping hundred spots. It is so easy to bomb a tournament. And that was my biggest worry. So I was freaking out the night before. But the second I get off the water, it's like a switch turns on and I just start to calm right down. And I think that's what helps me out. But when I'm off the water, I wouldn't say I'm always calm. There's no way. So on the water you are, but off the water. That's when yeah. it, it gets to you. So, yeah. so like delays and events and stuff like that, you don't want any, like Greg Hackney wants one angler of the year with a four day delay. That would probably drive you insane. I imagine. Oh yeah. Yeah. It did him too. Just so you know. I mean, he was like a pacing. It was, I mean, dude, every morning was delayed. We were like, we're not going today. I think it was, yeah. might not have been, it was took four days to get the final day in. I think it was three days where it was blowing off. But you imagine what that's like. Like you've one day left to fish. You just got to seal the deal on this title. And I mean, nobody even was talking to him anymore. He was like a caged animal. Like, you know, when you go to the zoo and you see a lion just pacing <laughs> yeah. back and forth. That's what Greg Hackney was like in his hotel room because uh, I, I couldn't imagine that. I mean, it, Hackney's a guy who I like to joke with and whatever, but I literally felt bad for him. Like when we postponed day two i'm like oh no hackney he's gonna hate this and then day three and so on and so on the, the only person i saw last that week was trip weldon because uh what trip was very smart when he'd make a call like that he would disappear you wouldn't see him anymore which is <laughs> probably probably pretty wise um who are you most excited to fish against if you do if this all works out for you on the elite series i mean is there anyone that stands out or is it is it everyone i'd say it's everyone dave um, if, if it ever does happen, um, it, it'd be pretty cool to be up there with Chris, Corey and Gussie. Cause I've looked up to them for, for several years, even before they made the elites, um, yeah. just watching them destroy here in Canada and I became buddies with them over the years. So it'd be pretty cool to, to fish with them as well. Be cool to have you as, uh, as the fourth Canadian on the Bassmaster elite series. Where are the next four events that you got to fish? Chesapeake Bay. The Red River, Ross or Sam Rayburn, and I can't think of the fourth one. I'm just focused on Chesapeake right now. I Is that how you do it? Just the next yeah. tournament ahead? Like research wise, you're just focused on Chesapeake? Yeah, like there's times where it's like I don't even know what, what tournament's next. I actually have to go into my phone and be like, oh, we're going to Chesapeake. I don't even know, I don't even know what's after Chesapeake. I just kind of do it one vent at a time and I don't know, it just, it's how I roll. So this break, 
probably isn't good for you when you said you got about a month and a half break and now you've just told us that you hate this the waiting or will you find yourself busy just competing in tournaments at home and that sort of thing yeah yeah i've got a busy month and a half um and we do a lot of other multi-species fishing so it'll be a fun month and a half and it will be it, it will be nice to have a little bit of a break just to get my mind straight and just get organized and get ready to hop back on the road for another month so yeah i already can't wait to it's like i got in the house two days ago and I'm like, oh, it's going to be nice to have a, you know, a couple weeks off and the day goes by and it's like, I already want to get back after it. It's, <laughs> it's, you have it's, a crazy schedule. I mean, a lot of people look at the open schedule and they think you're busy, but I mean, you, what did you just go to the Northwest Territories just a few weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah. We do a, a series on YouTube called The Road Trip. Me and my brother do it. And it's basically just, we do it with different friends throughout the year. We do five episodes and it's basically just videos trying to inspire others to scratch that next fishing adventure off their bucket list. And yeah, we went to Northwest Territories. It's been on our bucket list for eight years now. We had a buddy up there, Ryan Gregory, who we went to go visit and we went up there for five days and caught big pike, lake trout, in canoe, Arctic grailing. It was definitely a trip to remember. Yeah, Ryan's a great dude. I mean, I knew him obviously when he worked at Ganyons and then uh He's the guy who's like, I'm, I'm moving way, way up north. And you're like, oh, where? Sudbury? No, way, way up north. And uh, and he moved about as far north as you can move. But, man, when the ice comes off of that place, the fishing is ridiculous. Oh, it was, it was so ridiculous, Dave. Like, Ryan kept saying, do not leave your bait just dangling in the water because Pike will eat it. We had- Come on. We, had, we left our rod dangling in the water three times out of the five days we were there. And all of those times, three times, a pike bit our lure dangling in the water and almost took our rod in the water. It was, there's, wow. we went to this one back bay and there was literally, we, we had a little fun competition between the three of us, whoever could catch the most pike. And we caught 108 pike. And one back bay. Anchored. We didn't even move. And that was in like, an hour and a half. It was, it was ridiculous. Wow. Wow. It, um, it's a special part of the world and, and, um, it's a cool place to, I mean, I love the Arctic. I love the North, like that, you know, like that Arctic North air up there, it's you fish places that like, I always say you stand somewhere and you're fishing. You're like, as far as I can see, I'm probably the only human being that's here all you know like it's when you think about that like go outside your house and tell me where you can get to a spot where you can look even if you look out in lake ontario you're like no there's boats out there fishing there's you know but you can literally it's so untapped it's uh it's a wild part of the world I, i really love it up there i mean i don't think i could handle the winters it's pretty freaking ridiculous they have to put extensions after extension on their snow auger on their ice augers which this means nothing ice auger for those of you watching in the south is the tool you use it's kind of like a big wine cork that you screw into the ice and you drill your hole well they have to put extension after extension i think like they get literally like five six seven feet of ice that they have to uh, burrow through but when that all melts it's pretty freaking good cooper you nervous about our gig this week Ah. Nah, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be fun. 
I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be a lot of fun. I mean, it'll go one of two ways, Coop. That's what you got to remember. It'll either be really good or... Well, let's hope it's really good, Coop. I think it'll be really good. Friday. Yeah. You're going to yeah. be with me Friday on Bass Live. And uh, Coop, you're saying 100 pounds. It's going to take 100 pounds. If not, very close. Yep. It's such a vanilla freaking answer. You can't give me <laughs> that. I mean, you need to get rid of that by the time you do commentary. You need to be like... <laughs> I would, if the weather is right, I would bet money it's going to be a hundred pounds. Yes. Really? Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Have even more fun. If it's not one of the three Canadians that win, who are you picking? Ooh, that's a good question. I haven't even thought about it because I honestly think Corey's going to win. You think Corey's going to win? You're that certain? I think he's going to. I don't know. I just. I know how bad he wants it, and we all know he, how good he is out there. I think I think he could win this thing. I haven't thought about it. All I've I, thought about is Corey winning. <laughs> I, I'd love to see him win. I mean, I think um, I, a lot of people thought he was going to win last year, and Takumi Ito found smallmouth Disneyland, as he explains it. And, uh, man, and I think Takumi's going to be one to watch. I mean, the thing to yeah. remember about Takumi, that was not a freaking fluke. There was no fluke involved in that. And that was his first time fishing the lake. It, you yeah. know, the year previous, he was kind of tentative. So you put another year on him out there. Uh, he could he could be very, very tough to beat out there. But Absolutely. I, I'd like to see Corey win. I mean, one of the most brutal scenes I get, I get to see weird little scenes that nobody else gets to see, but the side of the stage is perforated. And I remember yelling stuff about Takumi winning. And I remember watching Corey, like nobody's looking, everyone's looking at the stage and I'm looking behind and you see him just kicking stones, walking up the road <laughs> to his truck. And I'm just like, man, it's such a heartless sport. Like where everybody's all about, you know, they're, you're going to win. You're going to win. You're going to, no, you didn't win. We're going to go interview this guy. Um, and it was, and Takumi definitely deserved that victory, but, um, Corey's been through a lot and I'd love to see him win, but somebody will win. We'll find out who, who they, who they are this week on the St. Lawrence river. Nobody's going to win, but Corey Johnson, according to Coop, he's going to be on bass live with me Friday. Make sure to tune into that. You got anything else, Coop? Oh, Dave, all good. I can't wait to chat and see everyone on Friday and see it all shakes out. It's going to be a, a fun week, and there's going to be some giant, giant smallmouth caught. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a fun one. Future Bassmaster Elite Series Pro, Coop Gallant. And there you have it. The great Coop Gallant uh, kind of guaranteed 100 pounds. I think he did, didn't he? I mean, that's it. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, we're calling this episode Coop Gallant guarantees 100 pounds this week. The one thing I can guarantee you is I have had a battle. For those of you watching the streaming thing, it means nothing, but I've had a battle with my eyebrows the whole way along. It's looked like they're disheveled um, as if my eyebrows are the only thing that's disheveled. I probably should worry about the rest not so much the eyebrows um let's jam that place this week folks if you are 
able to get to Clayton, New York. It has been um, about five weeks since we've had a Bassmaster Elite Series event. This is the seventh stop of the season. Let's jam this place. Let's have a giant crowd, a big week. And as I said, Cooper Gallant guarantees 100 pounds on the St. Lawrence River-ish. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm just trying to play the thumbnail game. That's all, that's all I got. It's going to be a big week. I'm looking forward to seeing all of you guys in Clayton, New York. Thanks for hanging out with us here on a Wednesday. Happy hump day to all my humpers. We will see you next time. And I hope to see you in Clayton, New York. Until then, Bob Cobb, take it away. Thanks for watching. Please like, comment, and subscribe. Because Bob Cobb of the Bassmasters told you to. You hear?